Welcome to Story Life, short stories brought to you by Mark Aluzai. Season 1, Good Morning. Episode 4, The Watch Commander, written and read by Mark Aluzai. The ground shook, another tremor. Commander Agapios thrust out his hand and caught the candle as it fell from the bedside table. On the wall opposite, the painting of his wife Melissa slipped sideways, clattering to the floor. A vase rolled from the windowsill and smashed into worthless shards. Agapios pulled on his clothes in the candlelight and donned his armour with fluid ease. Commander Kane had been a hard taskmaster, but his lessons lived on in Agapios and those under his command. Every member of the watch could be in their armour and at attention before the watch commander walked a full lap of the parade ground. There was a loud rap at the door. After tightening his sword belt, Agapios pulled the door open. Before him was a young messenger boy. Commander, sorry to wake you in the night, sir, but Night Captain Roxana requests your presence in the watch room as a matter of urgency. As soon as uh, you're... uh... The boy did not appear to have expected Agapios to be dressed in his battle armour. Thank you. Lead the way. As they rushed down staircases, windows flashed glimpses of fires across the city with the sounds of shouting in the night. When they burst through the doors of the watchroom, six of the captains were already stood round the great map of the city which covered a whole table. Report, Agapios said to the room. Two tremors, Commander, replied Captain Roxana. As she was speaking, the floor began to shake again. A dozen books dropped from a bookcase in the corner. Three tremors, Commander. Multiple fires across the city, as you'd expect. The largest looked to be in the trade district. We've not yet received reports, but it looks like part of the Palace of Stars has collapsed. The first temple is also missing a tower. It was worse than Agapios had feared. Ring the watch bell. I want every member of the watch here immediately. Captain Roxana with me to the viewing tower. Agapios ran up the flights of stairs with Roxana's unfaltering footsteps behind. The viewing tower was the highest point of the mountain keep, the home of the watch. Designed to give panoramic views, it revealed a city burning under cover of stars and the faintest waxing of the crescent moon. This was the day every watch commander had feared would eventually come. They had each carried that fear to their graves, and now left it with Agapios. We need to evacuate, he said. What do you mean, sir? Everyone. Evacuate everyone to the ships, and those who don't want to go, send them to the vineyards closest to the docks. Commander, we've had tremors before. What if the people won't come? The certainty became iron in Agapios's chest. Remind them of Pythia's prophecy. The land is tired of yesterday and too weak for the days to come. A new day will dawn and the time will come to begin again. If they refuse, leave them to their fate. Yes, sir. As the tremors grow, this tower may not be safe. All haste to the watch room. They ran. When they arrived, 
All fifteen captains were ready at attention in the watchroom. Pythia's prophecy is coming true before you this very hour. Do not fear. Agapios met each of their eyes in turn as he spoke. You are equal to the task. The stars are with you tonight. Cepheus, Orion, Perseus, they all watch over you in the darkness. Their time has been and gone. Now, tonight, this is our time. Burn like the stars. Burn like the stars, they replied in unison. Agapius strode to the entrance of the great armory. I'm going to make sure the royal family is safe. Make sure you've all got an axe or a hammer, he said, before stepping inside. Halfway up the King's Road, Agapios saw the building Roxana was pointing at. On the second floor of the house, a boy and girl were at the window, smoke filling the room behind them. Agapius unslung his two-handed warhammer while running for the entrance of the house. He swung the head and it connected with the latch, smashing any lock and throwing the door wide. Inside was a furnace of roaring flames. You'll have to jump, came Roxana's voice from behind him. Lower your sister down first. Roxana and Agapios braced and caught the girl. After a moment's pause, the boy dropped, knocking them to the ground. In their white tunics, two men of the watch appeared beside them. If there's no one else, Agapios gestured at the windows above, take them to the ships. Side by side, Agapios and Roxana dashed up the hill towards the Palace of Stars. Rubble and refugees blocked their path, but they slowed only when the ground shook, or briefly to direct survivors to the ships. By the time they reached the palace, a rent had torn in the earth almost ten feet wide, splitting the building in two. Agapios beheld the magnificent front colonnade renowned across the world, now mostly reduced to rubble, along with the majority of the roof. He stepped through the crooked entrance, Agapios realised extracting the king and queen was likely to be a formidable challenge, assuming they still lived. The grand staircase had cracked near the top, collapsing into a huge pile of marble. The high ceiling meant even a running leap from the highest point of the rubble was unlikely to reach the floor above. A fracture in the far wall offered some promising handholds, and Agapios was about to move closer when he heard Roxana shout. This way! The servant's stairs is still intact! The first floor was in even worse condition. Jumping gaps in the floor, they pushed on towards the royal bedrooms. It was there they found the royal guard, helping Princess Aliana search through what had once been roof beams and tiles. Your Royal Highness, we need to evacuate. Agapios stared at Aliana's back as she continued her search. He turned to the captain of the guard. Where are the king and queen? The king is dead, the queen missing, a guard replied. My lady, we need to leave for the ships. At that, Aliana turned, staring at Agapios through red-rimmed eyelids. What do you mean? It's not just the palace. The whole island is fracturing. No, it can't be. She shook her head. My lady, I'm sorry, but the day of Pythia's prophecy has come. We need to leave and help the people to the ships.
No, I won't abandon our home. We can't leave Atlantis behind. Despite the chaos surrounding them, Agapio smiled at Princess Aliana. If he had ever had daughters, they would have been her age. The torchlight glimmered off the tears on her cheeks. My lady, Atlantis was never the island. He stepped closer, breaking all protocol, and reached out his hand, wiping a tear from her face. Atlantis is who we are. You carry it in your heart. It's time to go. We can't. My... my mother. Aliana swallowed. We don't know if she's here or on the other side. She pointed across the chasm to the crippled remains of the rest of the palace. Another tremor shook the ground. What was left of the ceiling fell in on them. Agapios grabbed the princess and dived from under the descending wreckage. A cry came from one of the guards, but a moment later it was silenced as the roof met the floor. The tremor slowly subsided. My lady, the people need a strong leader. They need you. Go with Captain Roxana and the guard. I will find a way across to look for the queen. Aliana nodded. Commander? Roxana asked. Agapios saw the concern in Roxana's eyes. It was a fool's mission to try and find the queen, who was most likely already dead. They both knew it. But Princess Aliana needed hope in her darkest night, and that was a gift he could give her. He grinned at Roxana, knowing there was only one thing left to say. Burn like the stars. They left him alone to search the remains of the palace, which until today had been one of the wonders of the world. Agapios took a burning timber, a vestige of the roof, and used the flickering light to scour the rooms. He stepped quietly, listening for the cries of the injured. From the ruins of the Queen's antechamber came whispering. Pushing aside a heap of wooden beams, Agapios found one of the servants, legs crushed and pinned to the floor with a broken shaft through his stomach. Please help me, he wheezed. There was clearly no saving the man. Where's the queen? Agapios asked. She... She went into the dressing rooms before. Thank you. You have done well. Agapios drew his knife and eased the man into the next life. Scouting around the edge of the fissure, he located a narrower gap and leapt the divide. Again, a tremor shook, stronger this time, breaking off another part of the palace which toppled into the rift below. Room to room, he combed through the debris, vigilant for any sight or sound. Diamond rings reflected his torchlight and revealed the Queen's hand. She was unconscious and partly buried. Freeing her from the rubble, Agapius saw only shallow wounds. He hefted her over his shoulder and sought a way out. The next tremor struck when they were outside. Agapios dropped to a knee to keep from falling. The centre of the palace seemed to give way, folding inwards into a cloud of dust. Agapios stared at the now cracked steps, leading to the Queen's entrance. 
The purple marble pillars lay on the ground like broken sticks. Somehow, they still held their regal, iridescent beauty. Here, many years before, he had been bestowed the office of watch commander. For a moment, he saw the banners waving and heard the golden trumpets playing. He continued on, down the hill, heading for the docks. The queen groaned, but did not wake. They passed the house where his parents had lived, where he had grown up. A jagged crack now reached from the roof to the front door. The window was dark and empty, but Agapios could see them inside, sat in their matching armchairs by the fire. Several doors down, he passed the alleyway where he and his best friend Marcus had played every day as children. Another tremor knocked tiles from roofs. Agapios steadied himself against one of the palms that ran the length of the road. Past the burning fires, he could see the soft twilight across the clear sky and the open sea. A sea which had cruelly taken Marcus in the prime of his youth. Further down, and the houses opened up. On one side, the esplanade where he had knelt at sunrise to propose to Melissa as her wild golden hair blue in the wind. Opposite was the training ground, where through countless hours of blood and sweat, Commander Kane had shaped him into a soldier of the watch. They reached Agapios's former home, where his wife Melissa had died in childbirth, along with his son. The street sloped down steeply, but Agapios did not look in that window, did not look back at that bed, did not see the blood. Finally, close to the docks, they caught up with others, still fleeing the crumbling city. Men stumbled along in shock. Mothers grasped tightly at their children. Babies cried out in the weak light of torches. Most of the ships had left, but Agapios pushed through to the end of the quay, reaching the great masts of the royal flagship. He staggered up the ramp and onto the deck. Thank the stars, cried Princess Aliana at the sight of her mother. Roxana embraced him. You made it. Raise the gangplank, someone called out. Wait, Agapios shouted as he turned back. What are you doing? Oksana asked. I'm staying. But why? Come with us. Live. Agapios smiled at her with all the fondness in his heart. I already have, he said. But you don't have to die. We all have to die, Roxana. I'm the commander of the City Watch, and this magnificent place is my city, and this was my time. But it's all gone. No, it's not gone. Not yet. There's one sunrise left, and I have a feeling it will be the most beautiful of them all. With that, he turned and walked away. Behind him, he heard her whisper, Burn like the stars. Roxana watched until he left her sight. Then the ship pulled away. 
It moved steadily out to sea. At one point, she thought she could see a man standing alone on the old esplanade, bathed in the wild golden light of Atlantis's final dawn. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the story and want to support future episodes, please go to patreon.com forward slash podcast and join the community. Thanks. See you next time. <laughs>